We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, June the 3rd, 2020. On today's show, we continue along with the 2020 opponent preview series. Today, we are breaking down the Vanderbilt Commodores. Gamecocks taking on Vandy Halloween October the 31st at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll go over their head coach, how they fared in 2019, their best returning player on offense and defense, give my overall outlook for the doors, and much, much more. Also, your listener questions to get to. We have a ton to talk about, so sit back, relax, enjoy the show. It's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app I use, and the only one I recommend. Go down the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, sports are on their way back, and you're going to need your tickets when fans are allowed back in the stadium, which, fingers crossed, is very, very soon. They've got tickets to literally anything and everything you need, whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, other college sporting events, professional concerts, comedy club events, you name it. They've got the tickets you need. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting, guys. So never again do you have to worry about scalping or overpaying or feeling like, you know, where am I sitting? Am I getting the best bang for my buck? SeatGeek takes care of all of that for you up front. They are truly changing the world of ticket buying as we know it. So again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. All right, I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Hump Day. Very, very excited as we continue along with the 2020 opponent preview series today. We are breaking down the Vanderbilt Commodores. South Carolina taking on Vandy in Nashville this year. Before we get into everything, really quickly, guys, if you have not done so, please rate the show, subscribe. If you haven't done so, for those that have, I really do appreciate it. But if you have not done so, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it might be, click the pause button. Go leave five stars. Go leave your thoughts, your feedback, if you have any questions, concerns. If there's things you like about the show that you want to see, be sure to leave it there. Really, really do appreciate you guys. Also, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, you're messing up. You want to get the daily notifications. This podcast drops every single day throughout the week, so you want to get notified when it does. We're talking full off-season football content. You do not want to miss any of these shows, so hammer that subscribe button. So, all right, let's dive into it. Let's talk. Again, 2020 opponent preview series going on, football content going on. We are talking about the Vanderbilt Commodores, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Vanderbilt, which this game, you know, I feel like taking a look at the schedule, 
falls at a very interesting time uh, for South Carolina. You know, you have that big home matchup against Texas A&M. Then you travel to Nashville on Halloween, um, which South Carolina normally plays Tennessee in this slot, which is unfortunate they don't because I know we all love that traditional Halloween slot against UT. But this year, you go to Nashville, Tennessee, where South Carolina, the all-time series record has not even been close. South Carolina leads at 25-4. and four. Gamecocks have won 11 in a row in the series, which – it's kind of crazy when you think about it because of all the struggles South Carolina had, all the turmoil the Gamecocks have had over the last decade or so, or just the ups and downs that Carolina football has had, one thing has remained constant, and that is South Carolina beats Vandy, period. Point blank, no matter what, the Gamecocks beat Vandy. Even that three and nine year, they beat Vandy. So I don't know what it is, but uh, South Carolina's got Vanderbilt's number. You look at the 2019 record for the doors, which we're going to dive into this game by game in just a second, but three and nine one and seven in the SEC, obviously a very tough year for the Doors in Nashville. Their head coach, Derek Mason, a guy that is definitely on the hot seat this year. Um, 27 and 47 is overall record going into his seventh year at Vanderbilt. You know, I think it's so interesting, and I'm going to talk about this in just a second a little bit more, but it's just so tough, I feel like, because what are the expectations really for Vandy football? I mean, listen, three and nine, I would not say, you know, if there are any Vandy fans listening or if you know a Vanderbilt fan, I'm sure that's not good enough. But, I mean, when you look at the fan support and really the, the overall interest of football at Vanderbilt, I mean, if you, win, if you go to a bowl game every year, you're like the greatest coach ever there. So, Derek Mason in a very interesting spot, a very tough place to win. Um, so, I'd be curious to see what type of year will it take for him to be able to come back um, in 2021. I know that's the big question for Vanderbilt right now. How did they fare in 2019? Like I said, let's talk about this. 2019 was – not a fun year in Nashville, necessarily. They started out with Georgia, lost 30-6. to I think that was that Thursday night game. Started out the season, though, losing their first three. Lost to Georgia, lost at Purdue, and then lost to LSU at home. Big, beat Northern Illinois at home, bounced back, then lost two in a row at Ole Miss, and lost to UNLV by 24 points, by the way, which was, I think if I remember correctly, a huge upset. Um, they actually bounced back the next week, though. Beat Missouri, which – was part of the downfall of Missouri last year, but which was a very crazy and shocking result, to be honest with you. Beat them 21-14 to in Nashville. Came to Columbia, lost 24-7 to in a game that was a, very much a slugfest. We all remember kind of a – not a sloppy game, but just a grinded-out type of win. But South Carolina got the 17-point dub. Um, and then things really started to go downhill again. Lose to South Carolina. You, you lose at Florida 56-0. to you lose to Kentucky 38-14. You beat East Tennessee State, um, and then they lost to Tennessee at Tennessee, their rival, 28-10. to So, obviously, the door is looking to bounce back and not have a repeat of that 3-9 and year a season ago. Uh, let's talk about the best training players on offense and defense because this is a new-look team, especially on the offensive side. You take a look at the losses. I mean, Kalijah Lipscomb, Keyshawn Vaughn at running back, Jared Pinckney. They, this team lost so much from last year. So much as far as playmakers. But the best returning player on offense, in my opinion, wide receiver Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, the sophomore, he is their leading returning receiver, 30 receptions, 316 yards. Was actually, I believe, tied for the lead or second. Let's see. Yeah, tied for the team lead in receiving touchdowns with three touchdowns as a true freshman. So that's a guy they're definitely depending on him to be a playmaker. When you take a look at his measurables really quickly, um, let's see. Yeah, Cam Johnson, six foot one ninety. So not a not a huge guy, but a speed guy for them for sure. But again, thirty catches, three hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns. He is going to be their go to guy. And again, with a new quarterback, especially 
He's going to need that go-to weapon. Cam Johnson's going to be that dude for this Vandy offense. The best returning player on defense for Vanderbilt, and it is a really good one, actually. This is a Vandy defense, I want to add, guys. Has 11 returning starters on it. 11. I think six are seniors. Yes, six of them are seniors. And it's led up front on the defensive line by Deo Odeyingbo. I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologize. But Deo Odeyingbo. Deo (laughs) Odeyingbo. That's terrible. Deo Odeyingbo. Odeyingbo. Deo Odeyingbo. There we go. A senior. I didn't butcher that too bad, I guess. But, yeah, a senior defensive lineman. 12 tackles for loss last year. Seven quarterback hurries. He's a guy that gets in the backfield early, often. South Carolina definitely going to have to keep an eye on him. And he's going to be one of those guys. Potential of an all-SEC guy, for sure. So, definitely somebody to watch in the defensive front for Vandy. When you take a look at the overall outlook, and let's take a look at the 2020 schedule for Vandy. Uh, I'm going to run through this really quickly. They have Mercer at home, then at Mizzou, at Kansas State, Colorado State, at Georgia, Ole Miss, at Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, at Texas A&M, Louisiana Tech, and then Tennessee to close it. You know, I'll just go ahead and off the jump. I think it's going to be another rough year in, uh, in Nashville. I'm, I'm looking at 2-10. and 10. I don't think they'll win a, a conference game. I think their two wins are Mercer and Louisiana Tech. But I don't see this Vanderbilt team doing much better. Maybe 3-9, and nine, maybe going 3-9. and nine. But, again, this is a very interesting year for Vanderbilt football because going into his seventh season, you know, Derek Mason is certainly on the hot seat. There's no question to ask. He's, I would say he's probably above Muschamp just because of how long he's been there. But my big question is, is like, I don't think Derek Mason's some great coach or anything. I think he's one of those guys, he's the product of, he was a great D.C., he's a good defensive mind, but a guy who shouldn't be a head coach. And, but listen, at Vanderbilt, it's, it's tough to win. It's tough to win at Vandy. Like, I don't have to explain that to you. James Franklin did it. James Franklin's one of the best coaches in the country. But what does he have to do, I guess, to keep his job? Because, again, at Vanderbilt, can you really expect to win seven games a year? Where, again, the biggest thing with Vandy is, like, it's not even that they can't get talent. Like, there's just not a lot of fan support and fan interest in football. I don't think football is a priority at Vanderbilt. That's the biggest problem. See, when I talk about South Carolina, the thing that irks me is that we do make it a priority. We do have the facilities. You know, we, we do have a beautiful facility, and we pack it out. You know, Vandy can't even put home fans in their own stadium when they play SEC teams. So, Derek Mason on the hot seat, definitely being a lead. That's definitely a lead topic for this season. I just wonder what the win total has to be for him to keep his job. I think if he goes 5-7 and seven or better, he's got it. I think if he goes 5-7, and seven, he's got it. 4-8, um, and eight, you start to really question. 3-9 and nine is probably in the firing area for sure. But – you know, it'll be very interesting to see, no doubt, what happens in Nashville. The overall outlook of this game with South Carolina, you know, the biggest question is, can South Carolina keep the streak alive? 11 straight wins in the series, which, again, is somewhat crazy to me because of all the problems that South Carolina's had, you know, of all the ups and downs the Gamecocks had over the last decade. They've really never had a problem with Vanderbilt. I mean, really, really have never um, – Never have truly, truly struggled with Vandy. Like, I can't think of the – and I'm sure there is one. I'm, I know there is one. There has to be one. But I can't think of many times where South Carolina really struggled with Vandy. Um, 2016, Muschamp's first year for sure. And I would say 17 was fairly close to at Williams-Brice. But 16 for sure, you had to kick the game-winning field goal. But the Gamecocks, for whatever reason, 
have had Vandy's number. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm not – listen, I'm picking South Carolina to beat Vanderbilt. There's no question. The Gamecocks are worlds better than Vandy. But I will say this. This game kind of low-key, it doesn't scare me. But listen, South Carolina's not going to beat Vanderbilt forever. Like, they're going to lose again at some point. South Carolina will lose. It's not going to be a 40-game winning streak. South Carolina will lose again at some point. The question is, is this year the year that the streak ends? I don't think so. I don't think it is. But could it be? I mean, again, it falls in a very interesting spot for South Carolina on the schedule. Um, you know, you have three big games in a row. Really four. At Kentucky, at Florida, Tennessee, and then Texas A&M. You have some big games. I mean, and then it's sandwiched between A&M and Georgia. Could the Gamecocks possibly overlook the trip to Nashville? I mean, I don't want to say they would. I certainly don't want to say they would. And the good news is you get a bye week before Texas A&M, too, so you're going to be kind of rested up, but you got to be careful. This is just one you got to be careful. We all know in the SEC, anybody can be anybody on any given Saturday. you got to show up and do it. You have to. You absolutely have to show up and do it. So, I think South Carolina will. And listen, it's the offseason. This is more of a talking point. I think it's interesting if South Carolina can keep the, the streak going. You know what I mean? I think they will. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat of a little bit of a scary game. Just a little bit. Just 1% maybe. Maybe .001. I don't know. So, We'll see. We will see what happens. But, all right, let's get into some listener questions. Just have a few, and then we're going to close it up. Um, will Rooney, 11. According to 247, we are behind all 14 ACC teams in recruiting in 2021. How and why? I mean, I talked about this before. I think it's simply – it really starts with the fact that there's not a lot of great in-state talent this year. The in-state talent is weak. It's weak. And you've already lost one of the top guys, I think, to Florida. And you lost J.J. Jones to UNC. So, if you don't get all the in-state guys, you're screwed off the jump. But South Carolina is going to have to go out and recruit elite blue chippers. And it is tough to convince elite blue chippers to come to your school when you're coming off a 4-8 and eight season. The negative recruiting, I can guarantee you, is at an all-time high. Now, should South Carolina be ranked behind every other ACC team? No. No. Absolutely not. That should not be a thing. But can a lot change between now and December? Yes. Will a lot change? Yes, absolutely. A lot will change. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're already kind of recruiting off of a four and eight year last year. If South Carolina doesn't have a good season this year, I mean, listen, I think you're looking at being outside the top 40 in recruiting nationally, which I just don't think will sit well. And again, it's not going to be the sign we all need that, hey, the program's headed in the right direction in any shape, way, shape or form. I just don't see it. Um, S. Rush seven thoughts on Tonka Hemingway and the tight end depth. Like Tonka Hemingway a lot, I think he should play. The good news is he doesn't have to play immediately because you have depth. But I think that was a great pickup in recruiting. I think Hemingway will have an impact at South Carolina for sure. As far as tight end depth, getting Nick Muse back is big. He needs just to be 100% healthy. I think Adam Prentice is going to be a much better player than people are going to give him credit for. And I think he's a very underrated piece because I think Bobo is going to use him a lot. Outside of that, it's going to be a lot of young guys. So, But I like the tight ends. I and mean, I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. I, I just do. I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets for sure. Um, last question. I am Kale says, why is it that Vandy has never really been relevant? Again, I think it just comes back to Kale. I think it comes back to 
they don't really care about football. I mean, is there truly fan support there? Is there fan interest? I mean, listen, again, when you're playing South Carolina or Georgia or, or anybody, when you're playing any SEC team and at, over half of your stadium is the opponent, you can't sit there and say you care about football. You know, you just can't. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. Um, I think it would take hiring a guy like Nick Saban or a Steve Spurrier or some monumental coach to get them to compete, I guess, and to change their program. But, yeah, it's just tough to say that Vandy is a program that really cares about being a contender in football. That's just my opinion. So, I don't know. But, all right, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Again, kind of a shorter episode today, but with Vandy, there's not a lot to talk about, to be honest. But either way, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Just to give a heads up, if you're still listening, I'm going to the beach. I'm either leaving Thursday or Friday, so I'm not 100% sure if we're going to have a Thursday-Friday show. I will keep you guys updated. Also, no streaming next week and no podcast next week either unless I may try to drop some throwback stuff. But no podcast next week. I will be at the beach all week long. Um, So just want to let you guys know. And, again, I'll I'll be updating that more on social media. But really appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, that is the Vanderbilt Commodores episode 254 in the books. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.